everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today. Um, if you're watching by video on YouTube, uh, thank you so much. If you're listening on the Charisma Podcast Network.com, if you're on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you're listening, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. So we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, enlightened, awakened, empowered by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know that we are always hammering the gospel, the gospel of grace. May the love of God, may the grace of Christ, may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We want to break chains off believers with the truth. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So I have guests on my show um, that really uh, prophetic people, apostolic people, teachers, pastors, theologians that really have a heart for the gospel, that love the Lord, that have experiences with him, that have a message that is relevant right now for the body of Christ, uh, people that I believe in, you know, ministers I believe in, I know what they're preaching, I know what they're sharing, and I believe it's beneficial to the saints. And so uh, <clears throat> lately I haven't done many, you know, I did come out from a series not that long ago, but I've been diving deep into the word and I have been in the Psalms a lot and the Lord has just been bringing me through the Psalms and uh, the Lord has been touching me and he's been giving me revelation. He's been opening up my heart to several things and I've just been wanting to deliver that as I've received, I want to freely give. And um, today I want to talk from Psalm 24. And so if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining. It's a blessing to have you. There's hours and hours of free content, interviews, solo shows, different series. At the beginning of the year, I started on First Love. We talked about the fear of the Lord. We talked about no separation from God. Last year, I had a whole series on inner healing, I had a series on grace and what that looks like, being free from sin and what that looks like, about operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And so there's a lot of great content out there for you. I love to do this. I love to produce content for you guys. Um, you know, a scripture God gave me when I first got saved was in Ephesians where the apostle Paul states that he says, I am a minister of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me by the working of his power. And then in Ephesians 5, 14, he goes on to say, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. One has to do with who the apostle Paul is. He is a minister by the gift of God's grace, according to the power of the Holy Spirit. And the message he is declaring is to awaken the body of Christ so that they may walk in the light of of God's countenance, that they may experience the fullness of all that is theirs in Christ. He's preaching the gospel of grace. He's just destroying legalism and the, and the traditions of man and preaching grace, preaching fullness. And so that's my desire. I believe that's a mandate for me as well. And when I deep dive into the Old Testament and I'm reading the New Testament and I'm just in the scriptures, I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for pictures of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm looking for pictures, types, shadows of who we are in Christ in Old Testament scriptures as well as new. And, you know, I was reading through the scriptures this morning and I just been stuck in Psalm 24. And I'm not going to say that this is the fullness of the revelation out of Psalm 24, but I got my Bible here today, and I'm going to read it. It's a shorter psalm. I'm going to read through it, and we're just going to highlight some truth here that I hope will be a blessing to you. And so Psalm 24, it is a psalm of David. I believe this is very messianic in nature. I believe that this does have a glimpse into new covenant realities. There's a lot of things that David said. There's a lot of prophetic 
utterances and declarations from the Old Testament prophets. There's a lot in Genesis and all through the Old Testament that declare the reality of the new covenant in the Son of God, in his blood that was shed, in his body that was broken, this reality of a finished work, who we are in Christ, even in Ezekiel. You know, he talks about removing our heart of stone, giving us a heart of flesh, and putting the Spirit of God on the inside of us so that we could walk out the commandments and statutes. That is a new covenant truth. That is new covenant revelation, how he's going to take out our sinful nature and he's going to give us the Holy Spirit so that we can live an empowered life, not in our own strength or power, but by the Spirit, declares the Lord of hosts. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We share in that life so that we could walk out holiness and righteousness and miraculous power and the supernatural and the gifts of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit in us, not because of our own striving and human effort. And so that is a new covenant paradigm that is shared through the prophet Ezekiel before Christ touched down through the incarnation. And so um, Psalm 24, I believe this is also very prophetic to new covenant realities. David went deep with the Lord. He got insight before his time. He pulled on the heart of God and received revelation in advance before it manifested in the earth. And that's what revelation does when we're with the Lord in that place of intimacy. God says, seek my face. We say, yes, Lord, your face I shall seek. That is also King David. He's in that place of oneness and unity and intimacy and union with the Lord. And he's getting downloads. He's getting insights. He's getting prophetic knowledge. God is showing him things. He's revealing things to him in advance. King David also pulled on the reality when you when uh, when uh, Moses's um, tabernacle was up and they were going through the motions of going through the outer courts, the inner courts and the, and the Holy of Holies when they were doing that, you know, David set up in Jerusalem, uh, you know, his own tabernacle where people can come freely and worship and experience the glory of God. That was a new covenant reality that King David was pulling into old covenant days. He had an understanding of the heart of God and how the Lord wants to dwell with us and how the Lord wants to manifest himself to us and how we can walk with him and, and, and freedom and the freedom in worship. You know, we don't need to go through rituals because Jesus Christ is our high priest, our sympathetic high priest, and he has paved the way to the holy place. Now we come through a living and, and, and a new and living way that was inaugurated through the body of Jesus and through his shed blood. And so King David had some insight because of the nearness that he had with the Lord because of the intimacy he had with the Lord. He tugged on old uh, new covenant realities in old covenant days. And so I'm going to read through this short Psalm of David and kind of show you um, pictures of Jesus and pictures of the new covenant. And so verse one and verse two, I'm just going to keep reading, goes like this. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Wow. Profound. Many of us say, yes, that's true. And we move on. If we take a moment to meditate upon that, the the earth is the Lord's and all that it contains, the world and all those who dwell in it. He, he owns the space. Okay. He is the Lord of all creation. Um, everything, everything that was made came through him and everything is sustained through him and by him. And the world is held into access by the very power of his word, according to the book of Hebrews. And Jesus Christ, at the same time that he was on the earth, walking the earth, he was also holding it all together. He was inside human skin, but also outside of human skin, the Lord of all, um, holding it all together, coming to his creation, declaring who the Father is, 
manifesting who the Father is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, the incarnation is glorious, and it's not just a Christmas message. And I will dive into it a little bit more in this Christmas season. I want to have some episodes on the incarnation, but it is a reality that we could feast upon, be excited by, invigorated by. Um, all throughout the year, it's just a. It's the incarnation is everything. We wouldn't have the cross. We wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have the burial and the resurrection of Christ. We wouldn't have the new creation. We wouldn't have the Holy Spirit in the earth among believers in believers. We wouldn't have that without the incarnation. And so the the earth is the Lord's. All it contains, everyone who's in it, belongs to the Lord, and He has founded it upon the seas, and He established it upon the rivers, just a declaration of who God is and what he does. And now in verse three, it's shifting gears a little bit. He says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? One who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and is not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Before I get into verse six, this is clearly, you know, in the Old Testament, people are thinking, this is how I come to the Lord. I must have a pure heart. I cannot have deceitfulness in me. I need to obey the commandments. I need to have my heart in a pure place. That's the only way I can ascend. That's the only way I can go into the Holy of Holies. That's the only way that I can experience God and please God is if I have clean hands and a pure heart and I I push away deceitfulness and slander and darkness out of my life, but no man can do it. No man could do it. Jesus Christ did what we could not do. He lived the life that we could not live and he died the death that we deserved and he put this old sinful humanity to death and he raised us up to new life. All who believe in him will receive and have the right to become children of God. And so Jesus is the one who could ascend the holy hill. Jesus is the one that may stand in the holy place. Jesus is the one that has clean hands and a pure heart. He's the one that did not lift up his soul to falsehood. He's the one that has not sworn deceitfully. He is the one. We could not do it. We are inadequate to climb our way into the ladder of heaven, to climb our way and be clean enough to stand in the presence of God. We are completely unable, incapable in our own power and abilities. Jesus had to do it. We cannot project these scriptures upon ourselves saying we need to climb this ethereal ladder to God. He tore the veil himself. We could not tear the veil. He tore the veil from top to bottom. It was not from bottom to top. Top being God, bottom being man. God's the one that tore top to bottom the veil so that we can live in the Holy of Holies. We are now seated with Christ in the heavenly places, whether we feel it or not, whether we believe it or not, that is the reality. And when we come to understand and perceive, acknowledge that reality, we begin to experience that reality. It manifests in our lives in multifaceted ways. But I am done projecting these scriptures upon myself like I need to have clean hands, a pure heart, and do everything perfectly so I could ascend the hill of God. No, Jesus came. He had pure hands. He had a pure heart and clean hands. He's the one that ascended the holy hill, and he brought me with him. He brought me with him in his resurrection. Now we can stand in that holy place. In verse 6, this is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. This is the generation. Now we can seek him and find him because he is closer than the air that we breathe. 
He is not far. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. It is not somewhere out there in the moon and stars and galaxies. No, the kingdom is here and now. It is at hand. He is closer than the air we breathe. He is the king of glory on the inside of us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we must believe that. If we believe it, we receive it. And so this is a generation of those who seek him. We can now seek him without condemnation, without shame, without guilt, without feeling inadequate, without being self-focused, without feeling like we need to go on this hamster wheel of holiness to ascend this holy hill. We can now seek him. Even Jacob, even Jacob, Jacob is a picture of one who was deceitful. He's a picture of one who was sly and deceitfully wove his himself into the birthright and wove himself into an inheritance. He wrestled with God. And he had an encounter with the Lord where he saw this ladder and angels ascending and descending on this ladder. It's a picture of Jesus coming and bridging the gap. There's only one mediator between God and man. It is the man, Christ Jesus, and he is the one that bridged the gap and we could experience heaven on earth because of Jesus. But Jacob wrestled with God. He was a deceiver. He was a supplanter. He deceived his brother to giving him his birthright. He wanted the blessing. He wanted the birthright, but he did it through deceitful means. So we are those, hey, we're all Jacob. We're all Jacob. We we are trying to get the birthright in ways that are deceitful. And, and, you know, we're trying to gain salvation. We're trying to gain God's pleasure. We're trying to gain access to heaven. We're trying to gain all these different things in ways that we should not be. You know, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. You know, Jacob is a picture of God's grace of somebody receiving a new identity. He went from Jacob to Israel. He had a name change in his life, just like we have a name change, and we'll receive a new name according to the book of Revelation that only us and the Lord Jesus knows. That is intimate. There is an identity change that takes place as we receive eternal life. As we cling to the Lord and trust, there is a transformation that takes place on the inside of us where we receive grace and we are no longer the same and our identity is transformed. This is a picture of the new creation. We are all Jacob. We all needed a new identity. We all needed a transformation. We all needed a fresh start. We all needed this relationship with God. And we're done doing it through our own means. We're now receiving the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ because no one could ascend the holy hill. Only he could and he brought us with him. Yes, now we can seek him. This is a generation now that can seek him, even Jacob. And now if you go on, it says, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. It's Jesus. Jesus is the king of glory here. And we are the gates. Lift up your heads, O gates, O ancient doors. We are the gates. Open up so that Christ may come in. (laughs) Yes, right here, the psalmist is declaring to the people, lift up your eyes, lift up your voice. Cry out to God, open up your hearts that the king of glory may come in and fill you so that you can live this supernatural, exalted life seated with Christ in the heavenly places in relationship with the Father, Son, and the Spirit, sharing in this triune life, experiencing the kingdom here and now, being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
who is the King of glory, who is the Lord, Jesus, strong and mighty, the Lord who is mighty in battle. Why is he mighty in battle? Because he came, he put on human skin, he resisted temptation, he submitted himself to the Father. Everything he did, he saw his Father doing. He resisted the evil one and he surrendered his body and his mind. He surrendered everything on the cross. He was obedient to the point of suffering and death. And he won the battle through the power of his resurrection. He won the battle. He was a man of war and he did it in love. Lift up your heads, O gates. Again, lift up your head, O ancient doors. Lift, open yourself up so the king of glory may come in. New covenant realities, the saints of God. Open up your heart that you may have an encounter with Jesus. He may take residence in your heart by faith and you may live a Holy Spirit empowered life. Who is this king of glory? Look at that question. Who is this king of glory? They had no clue who the king of glory was. Nothing was created apart from Jesus. He was face to face with the father from the beginning. Nothing was apart. Nothing was created apart from Jesus, but they did not know him and they did not know the father accurately. But who is this king of glory? That was their question. Who is this Messiah? Who is the one that will come? It's Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And I I truly believe I did not see this passage like this, but we need to filter every scripture through the new covenant, through Jesus Christ, because there's types and shadows all over. It all yells and screams Jesus. The Old Testament yells and screams Jesus. And we need to have ears to hear and eyes to see so that we can come into a knowledge of the truth and we may walk in the light. And in his light, we see light. And so bless you guys. That's where I want to go today. Keep tuning into Awaken Podcast. Great interviews, more teaching shows to come. Just wanted to give you a short teaching here today out of Psalm 24. But bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, inspired, challenged, awakened, empowered by the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours. 
you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in his glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.